How can you get a life full of joy and wonder? A life where every day is seen not as a burden or an appointment to be rushed through, but instead a genuine and delightful gift. Well, that's what we're gonna be figuring out in this video today. Hi, my name is Chastity and welcome to Community Christian Anywhere. Welcome to Community Christian Anywhere. We're an online community of people who are finding that even though life can be difficult, complicated and tiring, Jesus offers a life that is easy, light and full of rest. And let me be clear, the life Jesus offers isn't simply membership to a religion or a personal philosophy of life, but he invites us into a community where we can all be transformed into people who live in love just as Jesus did by forming our lives around Jesus' central command to love everyone just as he has loved us. And no matter who you are or even what you believe about God, we want you to be a part of this Jesus community to love everyone always. In fact, one core belief we hold is that no matter what you think about God, we believe He can't stop thinking about you. We believe He is for you and He only has good things for your life. And we hope that this video gives you a glimpse into our community and motivates you to take a step into joining us as we discover all that God has in store for our lives and our world. One thing you can do right now to join God and what He's doing in our world is to go to our website, cccanywhere.com and click on the card on that website that says Christmas in Coweta. Every year, our church partners with a local organization here in Coweta County that helps to provide children in need with the kind of Christmas all of us would want every child to experience. We do this through a campaign called Christmas in Coweta, where we take the Christmas lists of individual children in our community and we provide their parents with the gifts they need to give their children a wonderful Christmas. In a year with so many hardships, this is a great way for us to be able to bless both parents and children in need with the hope and love of Jesus. All you have to do to be a part is to go to our website, cccanywhere.com, click on the card that says Christmas in Coweta, and all the information you'll need is right there. I hope you'll join us in this. But I wanna ask one more thing from you as well. No matter where you're watching this from, on your porch, on your lunch break, on the beach, we believe that God is present with you right now. And I wanna ask you to stay open to that reality because I believe if you can be open to that truth, he has something he'd like to say to you today. And if at any point during this video, you have a question or maybe you feel God speaking to you and you wanna to talk to someone about that, there will be a number on the screen the whole time. You can text that number at any point and our speaker for today will respond as soon as they can. But if you're watching this in one of our live streams, we would love for you to gauge with our community right there. Because even though right now, this is just a video you're watching, we hope that your interaction with us moves from just being content that you consume to a community that you're committed to. And we'd love to help you take a step into community today. And so we wanna offer you a $10 DoorDash gift card just for starting a conversation with us. If you're watching in one of our Facebook live streams, simply direct message our page or comment in the chat the words, I'm hungry. 
or if you're watching on YouTube or not during one of our live streams, simply text the number on the screen with the words, I'm hungry right now. And if this is the first time you've communicated with us, we'll send you a free $10 DoorDash gift card. We're that serious about you taking a step into community and you can trust it because guess what? We don't joke about food. And if you're with us all the time, you can also join in the conversation. Comment below with your favorite Thanksgiving dish. I'm sure that won't be a divisive issue at all. But getting involved in our chat is a great way for this experience to move from just being content you consume to being a community you're committed to. So take a moment to do that. And while you do that, let's get into our main idea for the day. What's your favorite Thanksgiving tradition? I'm serious, I actually wanna know. Go ahead and just put that in our chat if you're watching this in a Facebook live stream or if you're watching on demand, you can just text me at the number you see on screen right now and let me know. My name is Nathan and I'm on staff here at Community Christian and if at any point throughout our conversation today, you wanna ask a question or speak to someone, you can do so by texting me at the number on screen. I'd love to talk with you but you can start the conversation or continue your conversation in our live chat by talking right now about your favorite Thanksgiving traditions. Because here's what we know about this year. Whatever a traditional Thanksgiving looks like, this year isn't gonna be one. Everything about 2020 has been strange and Thanksgiving is gonna be one more thing and a long list of things that's different about this bizarre year. But here's what I know. This year is gonna be a story you will tell. The year the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade was different. Maybe the year your big family gathering has been canceled. And for me and many people in our church, this will be the first Thanksgiving in over a decade that we haven't served at our church's annual Thanksgiving meal. No matter what this Thanksgiving brings, I have no doubt that we will be telling stories about it for many Thanksgivings to come. And the stories we tell are important. They carry our history, they shape us, they tell us about who we are and the kind of people we wanna be. I mean, just think about the idea of America's Thanksgiving celebrations. There's a story surrounding it. And the way we tell and shape that story tells us something about how we see ourselves and even our nation. In fact, I think this is why it's so difficult for many of us to hear any kind of conflicting story that's different than the traditional one we were told about the pilgrims and the native population. For many people, the story of Thanksgiving is one about people coming together and the kind of country America can be. For others, this kind of storytelling seems to ignore or whitewash our country's history of mistreatment towards native and indigenous peoples. And even as I'm bringing up the two sides of the story, there's a part of you that begins telling yourself a story because stories matter. I mean, think about your family Thanksgiving. I bet storytelling is a huge part. You tell stories about your year and your family and what you've been up to. And grandparents tell stories to young children about their life and the history of the family. Family members relive old memories through stories and then they argue over the details of those stories. Am I right? It's because stories matter. And this Thanksgiving, this year, and even this very day will be a story you one day will tell. And for followers of Jesus, we are not held hostage by the stories that we find ourselves in. Our stories are not defined by a pandemic or an election or change Thanksgiving plans because our individual stories, they're not the stories that matter most. 
For followers of Jesus, we are people who belong to a story greater than ourselves. In fact, this is key to what it means to follow Jesus. We are the carriers of a story. We have been invited by God to share in his great story that he's been telling throughout history. A story that came to its central climax at the death and resurrection of Jesus. It was at this central event where a new chapter in the story of our world began and followers of Jesus have been called to bring our stories into the story of Jesus. Now, if you're watching this and you're not sure you believe all this Jesus stuff, I get that. And you might be a little confused about what I'm talking about. So let me try and just briefly explain. Followers of Jesus believe that there is a God who created everything in existence. Now, before your mind starts rushing to issues of evolution and the Bible and science and you're wondering how all that works out, I want you to know this doesn't have to be a stumbling block for you. Feel free to text me about it on the number you see on screen and I'd love to talk with you. Or you can feel free to check out our YouTube channel where we've got a playlist available with videos addressing the issues of science and faith that I think will be very helpful. But regardless of how he did it, we believe that Jesus is the personal creative force behind the creation of everything. And when God made the universe, it was good. And he created human beings to rule in this creation alongside him. He wanted us to rule with humility and kindness and love just as he would rule. But we grasped for control for ourselves and we messed everything up. We ruled, but we ruled for our own interest over the interest of others. We exploited people and nature and everything God created and through this pride and selfishness and what we would call sin, everything got broken, including us. Our relationships with one another and with the creation and with ourselves and even with God were broken until Jesus. God, the creator, came to us in the form of a human, Jesus, and he came to set right everything that was broken. He came to recreate the creation and restore everything back to good. And he did this through his death on the cross. And when he rose again, he brought a new way to be human with him. Anyone who followed him could step into a new life where we can live a life like Jesus, both here and now and forever. And through this new humanity that Jesus was creating among his followers, a new creation would begin to blossom until one day, Jesus would finally return and set all things right once and for all. Now that's a good story, right? Maybe you think it's a little too good to be true. I get that and I'd love to talk with you about it. So text me right now at the number you see on screen. And while you do that, I wanna give you a different perspective on this story of Jesus. It's really a different lens for us to see this big story of the Bible and the story that we are invited into. And this lens, it'll be what we're talking about for the rest of our time in this video. Imagine your friend invites you to a party. You arrive and there's lots of people, decorations, food and drink. There's enough for everyone. When you're hosted by someone that generous, you don't have to worry about your needs. You can just enjoy yourself and focus on the people around you. Yeah, that's what a good host wants for her guests. And this is the picture of the world that we find in the Bible. Creation is an expression of God's generous love. He's the host and humans are his guests in a world of opportunity and abundance. And we're called to keep the party going, to spread his goodness. This is a beautiful picture, but it's not the way people experience the world. Rather, we find a world of scarcity and struggle, not abundance. And Jesus grew up in that kind of world, 
Under military occupation, people losing their land or families to debt and poverty. And yet, he would say things like this. Look at the birds. They don't store up food for themselves, yet they have enough. Or consider the wildflowers. They're beautiful and abundant, and they don't stress about their existence. And you all should live that way, too. But surely Jesus knew that things don't always work out. I mean, sometimes there really isn't enough. And Jesus did experience poverty firsthand, but he viewed the world through the story of the Hebrew scriptures, which claimed that our scarcity problem isn't caused by a lack of resources. Rather, the problem is our mindset that God can't be trusted. Maybe God's holding out on me. Maybe there isn't enough, and maybe I need to take matters into my own hands. And once we're deceived into that mindset of scarcity, we can justify the impulse to take care of me and mine before anyone else. And that leads to envy and anger, violence, and a world where it seems like there's not enough. The party's over, it's turned into a battleground. But God wants humans to experience his generosity, and so he chooses one people, the family of Abraham, and he promises to give them the abundance that he wants for everybody else. God will provide what they need. All they have to do is trust his generosity. And through them, the whole world will see how generous the host really is. But that's not what happens. Abraham's descendants, the Israelites, enter a land of abundance, and they promptly forget the host who gave it to them. They act like it's all theirs, and like there's not enough. And it leads to war and Israel's self-destruction. If I were the host of this party, I think I'd just give up. But God doesn't give up. What he does is surprising. He gives another gift. Another gift? Yeah, but this gift is different. What God gives is himself. All right, and Jesus, the host himself, comes to join in on the spoiled party. And notice, Jesus lives with the conviction that there is enough and that our generous host can be trusted. His mindset of abundance allowed him to live sacrificially and generously even towards his enemies. And Jesus called his followers to trust in God's abundance like him. And that's why he said things like, sell your possessions and give to the poor, or don't worry about your life. He's inviting us to live by a different story, one that is built on trust in God's goodness and love. But living generously doesn't mean life is gonna go well. I mean, look at Jesus. He was betrayed by his friends and he suffered. And this was no surprise to Jesus. He knew that people would take advantage of his generosity. In fact, that was his plan. Really? Yeah, think about it. Jesus knows that we're all hopelessly deceived by this lie that there's not enough. Yeah, that lie needs to be defeated. And so that's what Jesus was doing when he gave us the gift of his life. Jesus' death was the ultimate expression of God's generous love. Yeah, God's love can turn death into life. and scarcity back into abundance. Or as the Apostle Paul put it, you know the gift of our Lord Jesus the Messiah, that even though he was rich, for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. And Jesus called his followers to live like the real party has begun. Yes, he called it the kingdom of God. And our invitation to this party is yet another gift, the personal presence of God's own spirit that can teach us how to trust the generosity of the host, just like Jesus did. And when you believe there's enough, you start seeing opportunities for generosity everywhere with our time and money, our attention. Yes, one of the most important ways that we can experience the abundance of God's new creation 
is sharing with others because of our trust that God is the generous host. Through Jesus, we are invited into a story where the God of the universe abundantly provides for everything we need. And the way we can experience this is through sharing with others the abundance that God has given us. See, the story of 2020 is this. The world is dangerous, full of disease, death, and hardship, tragedy and fear, just one update from the CDC or the White House away. Division and unrest are inevitable because all of us have to fight to be heard and to get what we need. So, you know, you got to join the fight if you want to protect what's yours. Unemployment, the stock market, our job performance, or some politician control whether or not we will have enough to get by because there's not enough to go around. We live in a world of scarcity and need. Is that not the story of 2020? And see, as long as we live as if this is this story is the true story of reality, then we will never truly experience the abundance of life with God. We will continue to live out the broken narratives that if I want it, I have to fight and strive and scrap to earn it. And I will continue to view other people as obstacles getting in my way or pawns to be manipulated or rivals to be defeated. But Jesus invites us into a different story. This is what it means to live in the kingdom of God. It means to live as if what Jesus says is true is actually the truth. That we don't have to worry about tomorrow. That we don't have to dominate others to get what we want. A life where I spend less time considering what the president is doing or what new COVID update just came out. But instead, I live in a world where I spend my time considering the birds of the air and the flowers of the field. I look at the beauty and the wonder of the abundant world God has created, and I know I'm okay. Now you might be thinking, but yeah, that's a little naive, isn't it? I mean, that's all well and good for Jesus 2,000 years ago to walk around considering the birds and the flowers like life was just some early 70s carpenter song. And I'd like you to all notice that I didn't go for a cheesy Jesus being a carpenter joke either because I have class. But I get it. If you're not sure you believe what we do, it feels irresponsible or even naive when we're talking about matters of life and death to live without worry or concern about the future. But this is why the story matters. Because we don't follow Jesus' teachings because they're so smart and wise, even though they are, but because his teachings are rooted in the story of his life, death, and resurrection. In fact, I could even argue, divorced from his death and resurrection, I would agree that a consider the birds and flowers way of life is naive and even irresponsible. If I believed that our world was chaos and disorder and death unless I'm the one that masters it, then consider the birds and flowers is not only counterintuitive, but it might be dangerous. But, and this is a big but, and I'd like for you all to notice that I didn't go for an easy Sir Mix-a-Lot or stupid dummy thick joke right here because I have class. But if it's true that Jesus is the chosen one of God who brought in the kingdom of God by dying on the cross and rising from the dead, then this is the only way to live. Because the kind of life Jesus revealed to us on the cross 
is one of so much abundance, a life so full that death can't stop it. And so that doesn't mean that we live as if nothing in this life matters, but we live as if we aren't the deciding factor of how good and safe and abundant our life is. The God that Jesus called his and our Father is in control and he's always working for our good. This is a new kind of life. And Jesus said the way we experience this life is by living with open hands. A life of generosity where we don't cling to what we can earn or we can achieve, but we freely just give as God has given to us. You know, I think that's the reason that John 3.16 is probably the most famous Bible verse. In fact, you've probably heard it even if you don't call yourself a Bible person. For God so loved the world that he gave. The reason that's so famous is because it's at the heart of the good news of Jesus. Out of God's love, he gave. And we have been invited into a story where God generously gives. And so we can also give without worrying about how's that going to come back to me? Because God will always generously supply our needs from his riches. And so as you just saw in that video, Jesus constantly was preaching that the best way to live life in light of the generosity of God is to give. Jesus once is teaching a group of his followers and he says to them, so don't be afraid, little flock, for it gives your father great happiness to give you the kingdom. It's as if Jesus is saying, I know the story of this world convinces you that you need to be afraid and that you need to grip tightly to whatever comes into your hand, but God is inviting you into his kingdom. And in his kingdom, there is no shortage of any good thing. Then Jesus says, because of that, sell your possessions and give to those in need. This will store up treasure for you in heaven and the purses of heaven never get old or develop holes. Your treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it. No moth can destroy it. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Do you want to experience life in the kingdom of heaven right here and now? Do you want to experience the kind of life where you live out of the abundance God has given you rather than the fear that you won't have enough? Then give. If you want the kind of anxiety-free life that Jesus described, then live like what he said is true. Be generous like God has been generous to you. There is a correlation between your desires, your experience of this life, and how you handle what God has given you. Another time, Jesus has been invited to a dinner with some very important people, and Jesus just says directly to his host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back and so you'll get repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Now, Jesus isn't saying that you can't invite your friends or family to your Thanksgiving dinner, so don't freak out. What he's really getting to is something deeper. He's addressing how most of us give. We give to receive. We help people in order to get something in return. I mean, even if, if that is just the reason we give to the poor, we, we do it in such a way where we can see their smiling face or the tears in their eyes, and we get that good feeling inside, which is why many of us have experienced that feeling when you serve someone in need and you're bringing them the money or the food and you notice they have better shoes than you or a nicer car than you 
Or maybe they're a little ungrateful or they complain a little and you get mad. Why? Because you didn't get the good feeling you wanted in return and you feel like they ripped you off. Now, if you were giving just to be generous, like God has been generous to you, their life situation or their response shouldn't affect how you feel. And Jesus is saying, we don't give because there are people who need our help, although we should help people in need. We don't give because it makes us feel good, although often it will. We give because it's the only logical response to all God has given to us. And the way we experience the abundant life that God has so generously given to us through Jesus is by responding to God's generosity by being generous. Because if you don't, it will be hard for you to see how richly God has blessed you. You will continue to believe the story this world is telling you that there's not enough and that you have to get busy earning or you'll get left behind and you'll be unsafe and insecure. But if I live in, in thankfulness for the abundance of what God has given me and I give out of that abundance, I can enter the story that Jesus has invited me to join him in. A story where God richly provides for all my needs and so I can give freely without expecting anything in return. A story where I don't have to earn anything or cling to anything or focus on what I'm getting out of any situation. A story where I can be truly thankful and I can share that thankfulness with others. The greatest gift God has ever given to us and the one followers of Jesus are most thankful for is the gift of Jesus's body and blood given for us on the cross. In this one moment, the love of God was most clearly shown to human beings. It was in this sacrifice on the cross that Jesus made a way for you and I to enter into life in the kingdom of God, a new and eternal life, free from the consequences and brokenness of our sin. How could we ever say thank you enough to God for this? So every week, followers of Jesus use the emblems of bread and juice to remember the body and blood of Jesus in a way he asked by receiving the meal of communion. It's in this meal that Jesus himself established the night before his death, where we give thanks for all Jesus has done for us. And so if you plan to take part in this meal today, would you get whatever emblems you have on hand? It can be a piece of bread or a cracker to remember Jesus' body and a cup of juice or even water to remember his blood given for us. And in a moment, we'll receive these together. But if you're watching and you're not sure you believe all we do, I get that all of this seems weird. But I hope you'll use this time to reflect on all you've heard today. Is it possible that there is a God who is so loving and generous that he give his life for you? Maybe use this time to reach out to our speaker for the day through Facebook Messenger or by texting the number on the screen. Or maybe use this time to offer a prayer to God, asking him if he's real, that he'd make himself real to you. I believe he wants to do that. For followers of Jesus, let's take the bread. This is the body of Christ, given to you to forgive your sins and offer you new life. Take and eat and remember. And now the cup. This is the blood of Jesus, poured out to make a new agreement between God and people, life forever in his kingdom. Let's drink and remember. For whenever we eat this bread and drink this cup, we are declaring our gratitude for the victory of Jesus over sin and death until he returns again. Amen.
So here's how you can change your experience of 2020. Here's how you can change the story you tell of this Thanksgiving. We want you to enter into the story of generosity that Jesus invited us into when he gave his life for us. We want you to give out of the thankfulness that God has given you, but it's even more than that. When you give, you will gift to someone else the ability to be thankful as well. And every time we're thankful, it's this small glimpse of the good news of the kingdom of God. The good news that our good God has given to us. Even though we didn't deserve it, we didn't earn it, God has given to us. And every time we as people are thankful, it's this little peek into a world where I don't have to earn my way. Someone else has freely given it to me. So since this week is Thanksgiving, we at Community Christian Anywhere are starting a campaign called Thanksgifting. Here's how it works. We want you to give to someone you know and you love, and we're asking that it be something significant. We want you to be as generous as you can be. And this doesn't have to be someone who's in need. It can be your neighbor, and you just give them a big Visa gift card to buy gifts for their kids this Christmas and tell them, hey, I'm not doing this because I think you can't provide for your kids, but because I follow Jesus and I'm just so thankful for all Jesus has given to me and he's blessed me with you as a great neighbor. So I just wanna bless you with this gift and I hope you'll accept it. And I hope you'll get a small glimpse of the thankfulness I feel for you and for what God has done for me. Or maybe you have a friend or a coworker and they're a single parent. Just give them a gift card to a restaurant where they can go get dinner and offer to watch their kids. Or maybe you should pay for someone else to watch their kid. And you just say the same thing. This isn't because I think you need it, but because I need to show how thankful I am for all that Jesus has given to me. And you are a great gift Jesus has given me. So I just wanna bless you. I hope you'll accept this gift and I hope it blesses you with a heart of gratitude this year because this isn't about helping someone else who has a need. This is about helping the need you have to respond to all that Jesus has given you. And in doing so, you'll give someone with a glimpse of a life of thankfulness in God's kingdom. Which is why I'm asking that you prayerfully consider who you do your thanksgifting for. Don't just pick your wife and be like, sorry, I forgot our anniversary, here you go. Don't pick your kids or your grandkids. I mean, I really wanna encourage you to pick someone who you know needs to hear the good news that Jesus offers a life that is full and abundant. And this is a really simple, inviting kind of way to talk about all that Jesus has done for you that doesn't feel like you want anything from them. Remember, we're giving, expecting nothing in return. This is about us being thankful for all God has given us and sharing in God's kingdom of generosity by being generous. And here's how serious we are about this. If you choose to do this, we'll reimburse you. All you have to do is email thanksgifting at community-christian.net with your story of what you did and a receipt of the gift and we'll reimburse you up to $100. So what's your excuse now for not doing it? So here's how you do it. First, go to our website, cccanywhere.com, and click on the card that says Thanksgiving. On there, you'll see a few things. One, you'll see an explanation of what we're asking you to do. Second, you'll see a PDF of a card that we're asking you to print off and attach to the gift you give, or you can even come by the church offices this week and we'll give you some you can use. This card is really important 
because it has information for your friend to join in with this whole Thanksgiving campaign. We've set up a website, thanksgifting.info, where we're inviting people to share their stories of their, their whole Thanksgiving experience. We want you to go there and share your story, but we also want them to share their story and to get to see stories of other people. All of this is part of this whole Thanksgiving campaign, because here's one hope we have for this. By sharing this Thanksgiving website with your friend, they'll be able to see some info about our church, and they'll hear about our plans for Christmas Eve this year. Oh, what's that? You wanna hear about our awesome plans for Christmas Eve? Well, this year, we are gonna be hosting a complete virtual Christmas Eve service. We're calling it, wait for it, Christmas Anywhere. It's gonna be a lighthearted 30-minute family experience that will be a great way to share the good news of Jesus with others. And here's what we're asking everyone at Community Christian to do. Share this service with someone who is spiritually curious and trying to figure out what they believe or who isn't currently experiencing life with God. A few weeks ago, Ed talked to us about our responsibility as followers of Jesus to share the message of reconciliation with people in our lives. So this year, instead of doing a big Christmas Eve gathering, we want you to do your own Christmas gatherings with people in your life who need to hear this message. Now that can be a virtual experience, like doing a Facebook watch party over Christmas week, or whether you choose to use it at like your family get together, or you choose to share a meal with someone around Christmas time and watch this experience with them. We wanna make this Christmas the best one yet by personally taking on the ministry of reconciliation and sharing that with people in our lives. And we're gonna be inviting your friends through this Thanksgiving campaign to be a part of that. And the series we're starting next week that will lead all the way up to Christmas Eve, we're gonna be doing this part of the season of Advent this year, which is where Christians all around the world prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus on Christmas by spending the weeks leading up to Christmas reflecting and celebrating all that he has given us through his life, death, and resurrection. During this series, we're gonna have daily meditations on our Facebook and YouTube pages that will offer hope and remind us of the joy we have in Jesus. And we hope your friends will join in with those through this Thanksgiving website. Our hope is that this won't just be a one-time gift for them, but might start a conversation that will lead them closer to Jesus and his kingdom. Okay. So I know that's a lot of information. Here's the bare bones of it. We want you this week to give a gift to someone you know, and we don't want you just to drop it off anonymously. We want you to have a conversation with them, which I get may be uncomfortable for you, but it's so important. We want you to explain that you're giving this to them, not because they need it, but because you need to live out the thankfulness you have for all Jesus has given you and that you hope that this gift blesses them with thankfulness this Thanksgiving season. Make sure that you give them the card for our thanksgifting.info website. Tell them that your church has set up a Facebook group for people to share their experiences and invite them to go there and share their stories or to look at the stories of others. Because on this website, you'll take your gift even further. You'll not only bless them with the gift of thankfulness, but you'll give them a better chance at connecting with Jesus and his church. And so I'm praying that you'll prayerfully consider who you choose to give this gift to. And remember, 
You're not looking for someone who has a pressing need right now, and certainly not just to give the gifts to your family. You'll do that at Christmas. I hope you'll choose someone that needs to experience a glimpse of life with God, the kind of thankfulness that exists in the new life of the kingdom. And I hope you'll choose someone you might be able to watch the Christmas Eve service with so you can continue the conversation going forward. So think strategically about it. Cover it in prayer. And I believe if you give this some prayer and some thought, God will lead you to someone who you can bless with his message that through Jesus, God has reconciled all people back to himself. Jesus is making all things new and we're all invited. That's the story we're invited into. And that's the gift we're most grateful for.
If you want to experience the kind of joyful life Jesus offers, you must respond to his generosity with true thanksgiving. You can't just be internally thankful, but you also need to join in God's generosity to others. And so I hope you'll join us in this Thanksgiving campaign. Visit our website, cccanywhere.com and click on the Thanksgiving card to do that. Because as we said throughout this experience, we want your interaction with us to be more than just content you consume, but a community you can be committed to. We don't believe that one video you watch is going to change your life. But if you can get involved with a community of people to walk this out in your life with, it will change everything. So you can always text the number on the screen to talk with our speaker for today. But we'd also love for you to take a moment and go to our website, cccanywhere.com, to find out how you can get more connected with us here. There are a lot of resources on that website, including some specifically designed for your children and ways for you to support our church financially. Not because we need your money, but because part of loving and following Jesus is supporting the body of Christ, His church. And one way we can do this is by giving a little of what God has given to us back to Him. There is a way for you to do that on cccanywhere.com. But the best way to get involved with our community is by clicking on the card on cccanywhere.com that says join our Facebook group. That link will take you straight to our Community Christian Anywhere group where if you click the join group button, you'll take one easy step towards getting more involved with our community where we can connect with one another throughout the week. I hope to see you there. Because I hope this isn't the end of your interaction with us today. If you're watching in one of our live streams, we're gonna leave our chat section open for about five more minutes. And we'd love to have you continue to connect with us there. In fact, we're gonna put up some discussion questions based on today's video that we hope you'll answer right here with us. And if you're watching this on demand, please take a moment to text the speaker for the day through the number on screen or message us on Facebook Messenger your answer to these questions or to let us know what was meaningful to you and maybe how we can better get you connected with our community here. Because a life full of the joy and goodness of God is available to all of us, no matter who you are or what you've done. Because no matter what you think about God, we believe He cannot stop thinking about you. We hope to hear from you soon.